Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome him. Come on, let's just show our appreciation. Thanks, Pastor. Bless you. Good morning, First Assembly. All right, I got to get situated here. I love candy. Just thought, you know, it's two services, you know, and I typically don't eat before church, so I thought I would just bring some Smarties. Does Pastor Ben ever bring candy to pass out? No. Who, who's preaching next Sunday? Oh, you are. Listen, don't eat before you come. I'm sure he will have lots of snacks, treats. He'll have it all. Just ramping things up. Well, good morning, First Assembly, and happy thanks. Ah, interesting word there. Giving. Thanks. Yeah, so I know what's going on right now in the balcony. They're going, of all Sundays to sit in the balcony, the preacher's passing out candy on the main floor. Come on. There we go. Now, you want to be on the main floor for next week with Pastor Ben, because he would never be able to throw it that far, you know. But yeah, thanks giving. Yeah. Pastor Ben, seriously, thank you for the privilege of sharing this morning. I never take it for granted when I have the opportunity to stand and proclaim God's word and to be here in our home church. Again, we're just uh, so very thankful. Okay, so part of my personal kind of tradition, every Sunday morning for years, I interrupt my regular Bible reading. I'm reading through the chronological Bible and I'm in Deuteronomy right, that, or right now, but on Friday mornings, I interrupt it because every Friday morning, I read Psalm 1, and every Sunday morning, I read Psalm 100 to, to prepare my heart for coming to church and gathering uh, with people. So this morning, early this morning, I read Psalm 100. But I thought it would be great if us, it's such you, uh, you Bible students know, that it's a great psalm of thanksgiving. So I thought it would be good for us to read it together. Would you stand with me, church family? And on the screen... A psalm of thanksgiving, reading out loud and in unison. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, 
Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, that was worth coming to church this morning for just to read that together. That's powerful. Thank you, friends. Please be seated. Oh, yeah, did I mention I like Smarties? I really like easy, easy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, okay. This morning, I want to mention four things about Thanksgiving. Four things. Number one, being thankful is biblical. And, and you say, well, Mark, hello, obviously, if it was so obvious, church family, why did the Holy Spirit inspire thanksgiving to be mentioned in scripture over and over and over? Because it's not so obvious. We know kind of on one hand, oh, yeah, we should be thankful, but, but do we really, from the text that we read, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? Be thankful to him and bless his name. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. We don't enter demanding my deserve to be here. No. Father, thank you. Psalm 92, 1 and 2, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, and your faithfulness every night. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it's just awesome. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So two things just out of that one verse. In everything. And I've studied the Greek of the word everything. And it means... Ah, Greek students all over the room. You're amazing. In everything, whatever your situation is. Every now and again, I jump on Facebook and there was a thing that scrolled, was on there the other day. And it says, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with in life, you have something to be thankful for. And that is so true. In everything, 
give thanks. And I know some people say, no, pastor, you don't know the situation I'm in. That doesn't apply to me. Folks, I didn't write it. I'm just reporting. In, there you go. Give thanks. And secondly, every, over the years, having pastored so, for so many years, 38 years, people would ask, hey, you know, pastor, I'm really struggling to know God's will for my life. Should I be a Calgary Flames fan? <laughs> or a Toronto Maple Leaf fan? By the way, weren't the Jays terrible yesterday? That was just painful. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that it's over. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what God's will is for you. Be thankful. This is God's will. Whether you feel like it or not, church family... That's why in Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to his name. Because sometimes we don't feel like being thankful. It's a sacrifice. We're called to give thanks because it's God's well, in fact, our thanksgiving may mean the most when we feel like offering it the least. You know, that was worth coming to church to hear right there. That was pretty profound. Not sure who come up with that, but that was good. Number one, being thankful is biblical. Number two, we need to mature in how and when we give thanks. Giving thanks isn't like a light switch while we're either thankful or we're not. No, we need to grow. We need to mature in our thanksgiving. There's many powerful lessons we can use, uh, learn from the Israelites in the Old Testament. One of them is, you know, they crossed the Red Sea. And if you're new to faith, this would be a great, go to the book of Exodus, way back at the beginning, Genesis, then Exodus, and read about how God led them miraculously through uh, the Red Sea. And it was, it was miraculous how God rolled back that water. I mean, it's just amazing. And then the text says, Exodus 15, Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider has thrown into the sea. They got to the other side. They looked back and broke into this song of worship and thanksgiving. To their credit. They took time to give thanks. How many remember that old song? I will sing unto the Lord for he is triumphant. How many have heard that song before? There's the old people right there. Everybody that's got their hand in the air. Yeah, sing it again. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. And it's a great song. 
But the Israelites sang it once the battle was over. The victory was won. The miracle had been worked. And so they looked back and broke into this great song of thanksgiving and praise. And that's great. It's good. It's important. The book of Deuteronomy that I'm reading in my devotions, it's a, it's a book of remembrance, reflecting on all the amazing things that God had done for them and some of the things that they needed to be reminded of. It's great to look back and, and give thanks. This is where we need to grow up a little bit because some 40 years later, when the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, God instructed the, uh, some of the leaders to stop right in the middle of the river and, and just wait. And then for Joshua, chapter 4, verse 9, Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood. And they are there to this day, the Bible says. So the first time, the Red Sea, they got to the other side, looked back, broke into praise and thanksgiving. Second time, God says, no, 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 no. This time, I want you to stop in the middle. The miracle is still unfolding. They couldn't see the end. And God said, I want you to uh, create a place, build an altar of worship right in the middle. And dear friends, this morning, I just want to say, stuff happens. Life happens. Pain happens. We all face difficult circumstances. I, I think of COVID and, and thankfully it appears that we're pretty much through um, all the restrictions and all the, all the stuff. It's wonderful. I got to say that I was concerned and even disappointed at the number of Christians who did more whining than worshiping through COVID. And, and people saying, I'll just be glad when this is over. You know what? And, and I'm, I'm glad it looks like, but, but listen, we need to learn to be thankful and to worship right in the middle of the challenge, the problem. Listen, I know there are things that people in the room this morning, precious brothers and sisters and situations that are painful and you desperately wish this, this would pass and go, I'm facing things in, in my own life. Listen, anybody can worship God and offer, offer thanksgiving when they get through to the other side, but I want to be a part of that group who's maturing in my thanksgiving and in the middle of the battle, the middle of the struggle, and say, I can't see the other side. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but God's with me. He's got me this far. He's going to uh, take me through. I am thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Yeah, it's this, it's just this 
attitude. You know, people talk about the attitude of gratitude. It's so important. There's a great preacher from a couple of hundred years ago. Not Pastor Cliff, another one. Yeah, yeah, you're awesome. That's what you are. Matthew Henry wrote commentaries about Bible study, and he was known just a brilliant mind to be able to uh, pull truths out of God's word. And many people still studying him, you know, all these years later. He was also known for being incessantly grateful and thankful. No matter what he faced in life, he was able to find something to be thankful for. So one day he was out traveling alone and he got badly beat up and completely robbed of everything except his clothes. And so his friends were thinking, what will Pastor Henry say now? I mean, what a, what a difficult situation. So they waited for him. Uh, you know, a little bit of time to go by. And they said, so, Pastor Matthew Henry, what do you think about what happened to you? And he said, I am so thankful. They said, really? What are you thankful for? He said, well, I'm thankful for three things. Number one, I'm thankful that although they stole all my money, I didn't have much for them to steal. Secondly, he said, I am thankful that although they they took all my money, they didn't take my life. Come on, perspective, eh? And how about this? He said, and thirdly, I am so thankful to God that it was me that was robbed and not the person who did the robbing. Maybe we need a little different perspective on our situations, friends. You know, I'm a Tim Hortons fan, and I really don't like standing in line. Well, boy, some people, it just puts them in knots. To be standing in a lineup, honestly, is it really that big of a deal? Maybe God wants you to talk to the person in front of you behind you. In fact, maybe God wants you to buy their coffee, especially if it's me behind you. I think it's a God moment. Yeah, we need to, me too, we need to grow up in our thankfulness and our worship. Listen, anybody can worship when they feel like it. What about when you don't? The pressure's on. Life is pressing in. We need to mature a bit. Number three, being thankful releases something in the supernatural. It releases something. If you need a miracle today, can I just tell you where to start? Start by being thankful. Some of you may know that my older brother, David, who passed away uh, just over a year ago, uh, he served in our national office for the PAOC for Pentecost Assemblies of Canada for many years. When he was first diagnosed, 
uh, a few years before he died. It seemed to be, he had cancer, and it seemed to be one of those very aggressive forms of cancer. I mean, he was diagnosed and going down fast. Like Val and I, we were visiting with he and Stacy different times, and I'd get in the car and say, babe, I can't believe it. Like, David is going down fast. And I knew in my heart there was something that I needed to do in processing how sick David was. And it was because I go to the national office from time to time for missions meetings. And I just knew, for me, not everybody would necessarily process it this way, but for me, I just needed to go and spend a couple of moments in David's office. He wasn't there. He wasn't well enough to be there. He was at home. We had just visited him before I went to the office. He was so weak, he couldn't climb the stair steps. I mean, he was weak. And I just, I just knew that I had to go and sit in his office for a few moments. And, and I was there all by myself, just looked around at his books and papers on the desk, mid-projects. He, he had so much on the go. And I just sat there thinking... I don't know if David is ever going to be in this office again. He's just going down so fast. It was so sad. It was gripping. So I just sat there for a couple of moments. And then, and then a good friend of David's who works at national office walked by the office and he saw me in there. And he said, Mark, I don't want to interrupt. Do you mind if I come in for a moment? I said, oh, Ron, please. Ron Davis, wonderful man of God. And again, David's close friend. And both of us just said, like, we can't, we cannot believe this. Like, David was just a picture of health, and he's in his mid-60s, and he's just, wow, he's just. And, and it was like we were numb. We just kind of sat there. And, and Ron said, you know, Mark, I've been praying and asking God, like, what is going on? Like, how do we respond? What do we do? Like, there's no question God can heal him in a moment, but is that God? And he says, and the only thought that came to me, I felt like God really impressed on me the importance of being thankful. Being thankful. And he said, he said God took me to the story of when Jesus fed the 5,000 people on on the hillside. And these people are all there in Matthew 14, 19. It says, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven. He said, thank you. Thank you. I, I, boy, if I had 5,000 people to feed and I had a few loaves and a few fishes, I'd be saying, God, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. But Jesus, thank you. Ron said, God took me to the scripture in John where Jesus stood at Lazarus' grave. 1141 of the book of John. So they took away the stone and Jesus looked up and said, 
Father, thank you. In the face of great need, thank you. Ron and I bowed our hearts and our heads in David's office and said, God, thank you. We don't get it. We don't understand it. We don't like it. But thank you. Somehow or another, shortly after that, David, somebody connected him to some medical research, medication, something, somehow, that really rallied him around. And he was around for two more years. And, and church family, if you didn't know he was, he, just as quick as he came down, he come back up. I remember sitting uh, one time, uh, Dave and uh, his wife Stace and Val and I went out for lunch. And I got back in the car and said, Val, David is getting stronger, not weaker. Like something is going on. Now, ultimately, God didn't work the, uh, the miracle that we wanted to, but we had a few more years of sharing together, laughing together, crying together. I'm thankful for all of those. And I don't know if our Thanksgiving moment in any way contributed that. All I'm saying, when you need a miracle church family, start by saying Thank you. It releases something in the supernatural. When you need peace, when you're in turmoil, thank you. Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you're living in disobedience today, if God's called you to do something, convicted you, if you're living in a lifestyle that you know is not honoring to God, a great step to take is to say, God, Thank you. Well, probably some of you are thinking, well, that's an interesting twist. Jonah had been swallowed by the great fish. He's literally tossed to and fro in the middle of this fish. And in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, it said, but I will sacrifice to you, God, with the voice of of thanksgiving. Wow. That's powerful. If you need a miracle, thanksgiving releases something. If you need a miracle in a relationship, thanksgiving is powerful. In the communion service, when we commemorate the broken body and shed blood of the Lord, we read this from 1 Corinthians, and so many of us have heard it so many times that we miss it. For I received from the Lord, which I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was... There you are. On the night he was betrayed, 
there had been a significant relational moment. Painful. Judas. Jesus had poured so much into him. On the night he was betrayed, took bread, and he said, thank you. Thank you. One of the things I love about this church again is is the pursuit of the supernatural. We believe in a miracle working God. Can I tell you that one of the early steps towards leaning into the supernatural is to learn the power of being thankful and expressing that. When we gather this morning in the service, Pastor Michael and your team Beautiful leading. Those are those moments in worship are not just warm-up moments for the preaching. No, friends, those are powerful moments of prophetic proclamation and worship and praise and thanking God for what He's done. And for some of us in the middle of our challenges, just to say, God, thank you so very important. If you need miracles, if you want to experience the supernatural, one of the most disappointing moments in Jesus' life is when he healed 10 lepers and one come back to say thank you. Come on, church family. We are so blessed. I don't want to be amongst those other ones that didn't come back. I want to be that one. I don't care what anybody else or anybody else says. I am thankful. And finally, and don't get hopeful by the word finally for preachers. It really doesn't mean that much. (laughs) But it is the fourth point. Being truly thankful should lead to thanks. There it is. Thanks giving. Pastor Ben first asked me to speak this Thanksgiving Sunday. My mind immediately went to the thank offering in the Old Testament. It's interesting, having pastored for all those years and preached countless Thanksgiving Sundays, I don't think I ever spoke on the thank offering from the Old Testament. Uh, To summarize, in Leviticus 7... There's five offerings mentioned, the burnt offering, grain offering, sin offering, trespass offering, and the peace offering. Something very interesting. Some of the offerings were required, and some of them were voluntary. One of the voluntary offerings was the peace offering, which offered, was offered for three different things. One of them was the thank offering. Just people could just... Bring an offering. God. Hey, God. Thank you. I know I don't have to do this, but I just, I just want to bring this and say, thank you. Val and I returned just over a week ago from another one of our missions trip in Latin America. Our final stop was in uh, Medellin, Colombia. We were part of a missions conference there. And while we were in Medellin, beautiful city, we visited an orphanage. 
And the leaders and the children had planned a special event, a very special event of thanksgiving. They wanted to thank some people who had been generous, but most of all, they just wanted to thank God for the blessing of a place for these kids to live. And the kids were gathered. There were dozens of them, and they, some of them got up to spoke about how much, uh, to speak about how much the room uh, and the home meant to them. And just to say thank you to people and to God. At the front, there was this sign. Axion de gracias. Acción. Not just gracias. My wonderful Spanish friends. Buenos dias, mis hermanos. Dios los bendiga. Acción de gracias. Action of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving isn't just an attitude. It needs to rise up to gratefulness that is expressed. Action. That's why we call it thanks. Oh. Well, Mark, what do we, what do we give? First of all, we give our words. In my phone. <laughs> in my phone that's in my bag and I got distracted by Smarties. I have my prayer list. I've broken it into groups and I divide it over several days. But at the very top is this list of things to be thankful for. Wow. Another thing I saw on Facebook is um, you learn to be thankful when you make a list of all the things that cost you nothing. I'm so thankful for my wife. Thankful, well, although not, she cost me something <laughs> now that I think about it. Married for 43 years. Yeah, let's take that piece out. But there's so many things. <laughs> We're so blessed. Come on, church. The point is, so I just, and every now and again, I just, and the list is, I've got to scroll through my phone. It's long, long. And I make it a point to add at least one thing every week. The list is long. I'm so thankful for this church. I'm thankful for our pastors. I'm thankful uh, for the air in Calgary. I'm thankful for so many things. Words are powerful. It's great to be able to sing songs of, thank, uh, of thankfulness. Again, I'm so appreciative of the worship here at Parkwood as we sing songs of proclamation and praise. But then there's, then there's this thing called 
thank offering that I mentioned to you. A thank offering. Now, I, I, I really believe, like God is so generous with us, right, church family? Like, come on. God is amazingly generous with us. And if you haven't, if you haven't come to that conclusion, you're blinded or something. Because, wow, amazing. 1244. That clock is moving. Another, uh, thank you, another hour. Thank you. In fact, you know what? Pastor Ben's probably upset because I told him that he was going to bring treats next week. So I'll just spend his hour this week and give him the week off. Okay. Don't clap right now. That would be the wrong time. But, but quickly, we're all called as I understand scripture, to give our tithes to our home church right here. I'm so honored to tithe right here, so into our church family. Offerings, money over and above our tithes for kingdom advancement purposes, missions, Huntley Street, you know, whatever God puts on your heart. Third area, alms. Alms, Jesus took to uh, talk about that in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, about when you see somebody in need and you bless them and you don't let your right hand know what your left hand, you don't tell anybody about, you just, you just do that. It's one thing I loved about pastoring at Parkwood in Windsor. People were so generous and they were often saying, hey, pastor, just take, make sure that kid gets to camp and don't let them know and that single mom over there and that family, dad just lost his job. Just get the money over there and what a joy. Alms, just it's great. Different than tithes and offerings, alms. But then there's this thank offering. Don't have to, but we get to. Just to say, again, God, wow, I just want to, you've blessed me so much. I just want to do something just between you and I, just, here you go. So as I told you, we were um, on this missions trip, had such a wonderful time in Colombia. We were also in Uruguay. Amazing. And while we were there with our global workers, Alejandro and Mercedes Citrullo and their family, there was a missions team there from um, Toronto, from Melbourne Christian Assembly. So on the Sunday, they ran a kids outreach right out in the community, this poor area of Uruguay. It was awesome. So they did Bible stories and games and crafts and all of this stuff. And everybody that came got a hot dog. Healthy hot dog. Awesome. And then at the end, the kids got a special treat. Highlight of the day cotton candy. Look at this picture here. 
all these kids, they lined up. This was partway through. A bunch of the kids had already gone through. By the way, some of these young guys over here are in the rehab center at the church. This church plant. Got a rehab center, a Bible school, and a feeding program. Awesome. So these young guys are there helping serve the kids. Highlight cotton candy. See this red shirt right there? That's Valentine. I'd never met Valentine before. But after everybody got their cotton candy, and I was standing right over here while all of that was up. Valentine come over with the translator. He wanted to talk to me. And see right here in Valentine's hand, right here? That's what he came for. Sir, Senor. He wanted to say thank you. So he was giving me some of his cotton candy. I didn't want to eat it. <laughs> Two reasons. Dos. Numero uno. His hands... They were hands. Wow. And number two, I can buy cotton candy anytime. Truth of the matter is, I don't really like cotton candies. I eat things that are healthier. Smarties. Got to be disciplined in life. But I took it. And I ate it because Valentine wanted to say thank you. Thank you. I love taking our grandkids to candy stores the other night. Oh, grandparents, if you haven't found Circle K, with the slushy where you mix with the ice cream. <laughs> awesome. Just love to give our grandkids treats and candies. You know what's amazing? When one of the grandkids comes back with some of that candy and says, here, Papa, this is for you. church. I don't need their smarties. I've got smarties. Up, stay seated. I've got smarties. I got, I, I can buy my resources go way beyond what my grandchildren have 
But there's something that ministers to this old Bapa's heart when my kids want to give back to me something that I've given, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's gone grimy hands, they're just saying, Bapa, thank you. I love you. Yeah. I believe that's why God instituted the, the thank offering. Just for us to say, God, wow, pay my tithes. I help with other things. I've helped. I do alms. I help people in need. But God, just from my heart, I, I just... I just want to say thank you. And church family, that's why it's thanks. Action day. See, we're international. Isn't that beautiful? A number of years ago, a pastor called me because he had heard that God had really blessed the finances in our church in Windsor and helped us pay off millions of dollars in debt. And, and Mark, will you come and speak at our church? I said, well, let's talk. What is it you want? He said, well, we're going to take up a Thanksgiving offering. This was in the spring. He said, we're going to take up a Thanksgiving offering. And so we want you to come and speak about generosity and kind of help get our church ready for this offering and because we've heard that your church is really committed to generosity but it's just something awesome about sitting in a seat of smarties it's just anointed here pastor ben there you go so i said okay uh, just uh, all right but, but What's the offering for? He said, well, we take up this offering from time to time and we put it all together and put it in the bank for our future fund. Our future fund. We're saving money for our future. Okay, that's interesting. He said, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. It's going to be on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving theme. What if I come and speak on the power of generosity? You guys take up the offering and then give it away. Like just give it away. Just practice thanks. It got very quiet on the phone for a moment. Then he said, Mark, that is powerful. So I'm going to talk to my board about this. I'll be back to you. He got back, said, the board said yes. I went, spoke about generosity. They took up this, it was the biggest offering, I think, in the history of their church. And they just gave it away. And a few months later, I called him and said, so are, are, 
how's it going? He said, Mark, it's unbelievable. He said, us giving that offering away has released something in our church. He said, our general fund is up. Um, like there's an added, new people are coming. There's a problem with somebody who had left it. That's all resolved. I walked downtown in the community and they know what's happened. It's a small uh, community. He said, it has released something because we just thanks giving. So just a thought, maybe we should practice Acción de gracias. Dios las bendiga. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.